Hey Go Church family, welcome back to our week two podcast. My name is Gilbert. I'm here with Pastor Matt Hadabo. Hey everyone. And I'm here with Laura. Hi everyone. Welcome back, Laura. Thank you. So Don't good we all to be want here. Laura to stay? I do. <laughs> Laura is sticking it out through the month and we're thankful. We're really happy and we're really excited to keep talking and dig deeper into this subject called Trails of Thought. How have the Grow Group discussions been so far? Have you guys been enjoying them? You know, we like to hear about testimonies. Yeah. We like to hear about how things have impacted you and changed your lives. You know, the uh, we mentioned this in the introduction week, but podcasts and the subject that we've been talking about has changed Lara's life, and that's why she's sitting here. Yes. What True. do you? Uh, so what? What helped you get to this place? Uh, listening to the podcast and uh, digging deeper into the message uh, at Grow Groups and the practical ways that you suggest and we have to apply them. Like if we do apply them, it will help us greatly. It's an amazing blessing and it literally changed my life. The Praise way I think, God. the way I act, the way I see things. Thank God. Praise it's amazing. Yes. You know, I, I like that um, you mentioned this thing where you listened or you went through the able series and then something clicked and it's like i'm never gonna say i'm not able anymore, yes right? that's true um most of the things that i used to hear at church um uh, it's not for me i'm not able to do it maybe someone else can but it's not for me that's not what the bible says about me through that's, the able message right. <laughs> through the able message able to able then able to and then charged it's like the three messages, the trilogy of the messages yeah. together. Uh, I can never say I'm not able anymore. I yeah. just can't. Yeah, it doesn't it's make not, sense. For no, you. no, it doesn't at all. And it's uh, it's not what the Bible says about me. Yeah. So I you love, know, you know what I that, love that, that phrase, by the way. Which one? That's not what the Bible says about me. That's really good. Yeah. If we can get more people ordering their thoughts like that which is what we're studying this month and trails of thought, we'll see a different nation because that's right. You know, once you, once you accept, Oh wait, what the Bible says about me is true. It changes what you act, what you say yes to, what you say no to, what you uh, accept in your life and what you just reject. That's right. That's true. You know, this is literally what it looks like to renew your mind. That's exactly right. You no, know, um, Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says that do not be uh, conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do we renew our mind? By the by, the washing of the word. Yeah. This, is, this is what the Bible says. And, you know, you, you took that word. So you took what's in Abel. You know, we looked at 2 Corinthians, um, was it 9, 8? It was chapter 9, verse 8. And... You took that for yourself and you said, this is for me. This is me. I see myself in this. And exactly. now I can't see myself any other way. Exactly. And yes. this is what the the power of the gospel does. You know, yeah. the gospel contains power. This is the gospel, right? This is the good news. The good news is that I am able now and I'm able to do these things. And and so you take that and you allow that to, to sit in your mind and to marinate in your mind. And you allow that to just change you to the point where you don't recognize the old pattern anymore where you know um maybe a trivial example but this is this is true about me you know there was a point in my life where the way i would speak was very different to the way i speak now and uh you know safe to say a lot, lot of words you know that i was using that i 
I won't mention, you know, a lot of swearing, a lot of this, a lot of just loose talk, a lot of, you know, bad jokes, whatever, whatever. And the fact is that, you know, it's not that I'm trying so hard consistently, constantly to not do that. It's just not me anymore. Yeah. Like, Comes naturally. Yeah, yeah. It's literally not me. So, Once you get on a different trail, yeah. you go different places. Yeah. And when you go different places, it's, it's just different. Everything's yeah. different. The environment's different. And it's really the purpose of our study that's right um that's why we are digging into this to, to renew our minds that i love that phrase washing with the water of the word which is from from the scripture of course and the purpose of our our study here is you know the bible teaches that we're a three-part being we're a spirit we have a soul and we live in a body we see that in first thessalonians chapter 5 verse 23 and these three parts are designed to work together. We want everyone in the Go Church family to learn to allow our spirit to direct our thoughts and to govern our lives and our actions according to the law of love. That's really good. That's what we're doing. And yeah. that's what we want to we want to see more of, right? We want to see how our spirit can can govern our minds, can govern our thought patterns and, and eventually lead to actions that are in line with our spirits. So this is what we've been, you know, introducing and talking about that our, what we believe, you know, the, you, changes or, or, you know, molds what we think and what we think leads to how we act and what we do with ourselves and how we respond to what we believe. Because you can't have true Bible faith without corresponding action yeah and and so we are you know this is what we're looking to do we're looking to get all of our being spirit soul and body in line you know so we our spirit is already set we're in this place we want to we want to you know see these character traits develop in us we want to go further we want to know god we we want and then you know and then the mind is like but what if but this but that but you know different kinds of fears different things different limitations and then your body is just like ice cream <laughs> I'm, I'm just taking pastor matt's you know examples for the last couple of weeks but our like body's just like lazy <laughs> play games <laughs> you know I don't, I don't know what that looks like for you but uh kind of that's what it looks like for me and, and the fact is you know my body goes where i tell it to go and my mind thinks what i tell it to think and this is how we need to constantly consistently be and and act and uh, this is this is what we're getting into this week. We're talking about trails of faith. So last week we talked about trails of fear. So we talked about what the carnal mind looks like and what the what the carnal mind takes us down, and that is the path, the trail of fear. And this this week we're going to concentrate on the equal and opposite trail of faith, you know, and what the trail of faith looks like and. You know, it might it might look different to what you think because it does include your mind, it does include your body, it does include corresponding action, it does include a whole bunch of things that you may have not seen because you 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 can be in a place where you're saying, oh, I believe this, I believe that, I believe this, I believe God's gonna do, I believe God said, and then you do the exact opposite of what you're saying you believe. So there's a point where, you know, we we need to walk down this trail. And start going further and yeah. further and further in order to see uh, to see these things come to pass. So the first thing I'm going to ask is, 
you know, we talked about what is faith, but let's talk about where faith originates, you know? And um, Romans chapter, uh, chapter 10, verse 9, uh, I'm just going gonna, gonna to pull that up, and it says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I think that's safe to say that that is a, um, a good model of, you know, faith and a good example of how to activate faith. But you also see that if you believe in your heart, you know, our, our faith originates in our heart. What is our heart? Our heart is our spirit being. So we, like we said, we're spirit, soul, and body. Faith originates in the spirit because our spirit is, is the part of us, the core of us that is connected to God. And so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes when we hear God speak his word to us. It's not only faith comes when we read our Bible, but it, it, faith comes when the Holy Spirit reads his word to us, when he reveals his word to us, and when we see this as truth. So, you know, Jesus says in, in John 17, 17, that, you know, Lord, your word is, so sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. So your word is truth. When, when that word becomes more real to you than anything around you, so when you are focused or when you look at the things unseen and the thing that is eternal, which is the word of God, that produces faith. Man, that's so good. That's the difference between receiving and not receiving victory and defeat when the word becomes more real to you than what you experience or see around you that's faith that's really good that's right and and faith is not just you know faith is obviously based in god faith is obviously based in who he is yeah one one person said it like this faith begins where the will of god is known yeah you know you uh you might say well matt is a really nice nice person Matt's a really nice guy very friendly you know what, I, I just believe Matt's going to come and wash all of the dishes in my house and do all of the laundry in my house because he's such a nice guy. But the thing is, I didn't say I was going to do that. I didn't say I was going to come and, and, and wash the dishes or clean, you know, do the laundry. And I'm not. <laughs> right? I'm actually not very good at it at all. Uh, you can ask my wife. But um, the, the point is... It, there's a lot of people that they treat the Lord like that. Well, if he's good, he'll do this. But faith begins where the will of God is known. So we find the will of God in the word of God. And faith, like Gilbert said, is of the heart. It's not something that happens in our body where we, I, oh, I feel something. I have this feeling of faith. No, um, I need to think faith thoughts. I need to think faith thoughts, faith thoughts. No. No, faith is of the heart, and it's a spiritual force. Um, like like you said uh, last week, the thing about faith is it begins where God's will is known. Faith comes not by praying for it, not by earning, not by going to church the certain number of times, or even listening to this podcast. Faith comes by hearing God's word. That's right. And First uh, John five uh, says that. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. And 
and goes on to say that it is our faith in Jesus, which is the victory. So our, our faith is based in who God is, what he said, and who he is. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I, talking about the different things we do at Go Church, one thing we do is, is we read the Bible together. And every single week, someone, uh, it's not only across Go Church Beirut, but it's across Go Church in the UK because there are three other Go Churches. And, you know, we're so happy to be part of something bigger. And we all get to read the Bible together and share, uh, share, share, um, uh, what is it, insights. And, you know, every week there's also someone who shares a blog. Mm-hmm. And we have the privilege of reading blogs from, you know, people at Go Church Beirut and everywhere else. And Pastor Matt Beamer actually wrote uh, a blog uh, about faith is an act. Faith acts, yeah. Faith acts, right? Excellent. And it was it was amazing, and uh, the fact like that's so true, and that's what we're talking about this this month. That you know, obviously, faith starts in the heart, but it goes further. And when we are we have faith in God, it's because He's faithful, and He He has a, a you know a nature of faithfulness, like the the character that He has and who He is is faithful. You know, Revelation says that He is called faithful and true. That's literally his character. That's literally who he defines himself as. And I was, I was just like, um, you know, spending time thinking about this. You know, this is what you would maybe call, you know, meditating on, on that word or, uh, or, or whatever, whatever that looks like. But I was, you know, I was thinking about it and the Lord put in my heart, you know, faithfulness is a posture, but faith is an act. Yeah. And what I mean by that is that if you look at a sprinter and you see them lining up for a race, they posture up, they get into position, you know, and faithfulness is, is that position you get into. You're ready to go. You know that you have one mission, one mission only, that you're going to do what you've set your mind to. You're ready to go. You're, you're standing there. You're, you're everything in you, like every single muscle fiber is anticipating the go. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But faith is actually the go. You know, faith is actually the the act that you take. It's actually the 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 action that you take and you keep taking until you get to the finish line. So there is so you know God is faithful and because he's faithful we can count on him. We can have faith in him. But then we need to start walking and we need to start acting with his faithfulness. We need to start going in that direction. So faith starts in the heart, but it doesn't finish in the heart. And I want to I wanna read that, um, that uh, passage in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. It says this, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. This sounds like if you pay attention to his word, you're going to believe what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, that really reminded me. So faith is an act. It's where I act like what God said is true. Yeah. And I keep on acting. A great illustration of this, Hebrews chapter 11, verse uh, 7. 
by faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, not the kind of fear that we were talking about last time, but really that word means reverence or respect for God, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by which he condemned the world and became an heir of righteousness, which is by faith. By faith, Noah, being warned of God, so he heard a word from God. He heard a word from God, and that moved him to action. And so in that action, we see faith. That action took more than a hundred years. And he's warned of God of things not seen as yet. Imagine Noah building an ark. This is a huge ship. In Noah, the middle of the land, right? It wasn't like yeah. he built it near the water. No, no, he's not in Biblos building this. <laughs> and uh, so Noah is building an ark. Hey, Noah, what are you doing? I'm building an ark. Okay. What's an ark? It's a big ship. Great. What, uh, what's that? Well, me, my family, you if you want to, and all the animals, we're all going to get in it because it's going to start raining. Noah, what's rain? <laughs> and this went on for a long time. If Noah, you know, at some point, you know, if it doesn't start raining, Noah can't turn this into a, like a, a, a decoration in his yard, right? This is, this is a huge ship that he's building. Faith is a trail that we're going to follow and, and we're going to go a direction. But that direction probably will look odd to the world around us. The world around us that's all running on the trail of fear. They look at us on this trail of faith and saying, what's wrong with you? What are you doing? I'm acting like God's word is true. I'm acting like I believe what he said. I'm not going to let his word depart from my eyes. I'm going to keep looking at it. I'm not going to let it come out of my ears. I'm going to keep listening to it. And I'm not going to let it come out of my mouth. I'm going to keep saying what he said. That's wow. really good. That's really good. If you think about these stories, sometimes you take, you take for granted the fact that in that moment, it must have felt so stupid, right? Like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> you know? and, and that is true. And, the, and the, what, what is really of note is the fact that he acted on the word. Yeah. And this is what we're talking about. Faith acts. Like faith is not fulfilled until there is corresponding action that is taken with it. So faith acts on the word. Faith acts like the word is true. Faith is not waiting until sight, senses, or other people say, oh, this is true. Okay, now, now I'm going to act on it. Faith acts based on the word. Yeah. And so the mind is not disconnected from this, right? Because no. faith thoughts lead to faith actions. And our whole being needs to be in alignment for faith to be fully formed and work fully so our spirit believes the word of god our mind needs to digest what to do about it and our bodies need to go right if none of those things uh if none of these things fall in 
line, then it's not going to be accomplished, right? And it's, uh, I realized that what I just said is literally our values, love, grow, go. It is. That was a, I was yeah. thinking about it too, yes. <laughs> yeah, because we, we experience the unconditional love of God. It starts in our hearts, but then we grow in that. You know, we renew our minds with that love. We start understanding what it looks like. We start seeing ourselves and we start filling our minds with the right things. And with that, we're able to now go. And so this is, this is the, the, the next point I want to talk about. So we, this is what faith is. This is what faith looks like. And there is another element to this that we need to see or understand to, to piece this together. That when, you know, when we see do not fear, do not be afraid, be of good courage across the Bible, we see it countless times, right? It's, it comes up so often. And you notice it's a command. Like this is something the Lord tells us to do, not as a suggestion, not as a pat on the back, not as something like encouraging, not try. as something to make you feel better. He doesn't tell you try. It's a command. It's, it's a command. It's like love your neighbor. Do not fear. It's literally in the same in the same form, right? Yes. In the same format. And there is there is a, a reason for that. So let me. I, I want to read this. Um, Scripture in, in Joshua chapter 1, verse 7 and 8. And this is this is basically what the Lord is saying to Joshua at the beginning of this of this commission, you know. And he says, Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do them, to do according to all that is in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have great success. Verse nine goes on to say, have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. It's a command. It's not a suggestion. This is directly tied to your success. This is directly tied to the, then you will prosper. You know, there, there's that clause that God is for you. God wants you to prosper. God wants you to achieve what he's called you to achieve. He's not messing around here. He wants the results. He needs these results through your hands. But he's giving you the formula to get there. And we, we basically see that um, there are so many examples in the Bible. And so let, let me let me bring this up. Why why is the Lord commanding Joshua to not be afraid? What's the reason? The the simple fact is obviously if he's afraid, he's not going to go into the land. He's not going to he's not going to challenge the giants that are standing in the way. He's not going to walk up to the walls of Jericho and do what he did. He's not going to cross the river which is flowing down. You know, and, and at the end, he crossed it on dry ground. He's not going to do all those things which seem to not make sense, but this is God's will for his life. So if he had fear, he wouldn't be able to go down the trail of faith that God already ordained and planned for him to walk down. We see so many examples of this across the Bible, right? There are, there are different examples. So in the New Testament, we see an exchange between Jairus and Jesus. And... Uh, Pastor Matt, do you, do you want to give context to that story? Well, I mean, Jairus is the leader of a synagogue and his daughter is at home uh, very, very ill. 
Um, we don't know exactly what's wrong with her. We know that she's sick to the point of death when Jairus goes to find Jesus and say, Jesus, will you come and minister to my daughter? And Jesus says, yeah, I'll come. And while they're on the way, the uh, people that are helping Jairus, they come and say, you don't need to bother Jesus anymore. It's too late. And Jesus says to Jairus, fear not, only believe. And they go on to the house and Jesus puts all the people out that are mourning Jairus's uh, daughter's death. And he takes Peter, James, and John into the room and he tells this little girl that's dead hey little girl get up i say get up there's so much there to me <laughs> because we're talking about acting like his word is true and think about you we're just i'm just quoting it you go and read the uh, fifth chapter of mark for yourself and look at what Jesus said. He goes in that room and he says, little girl, I say, I say to you, arise. All the people said she was dead. Natural circumstances said she was dead. Jesus said, I say, you, arise. Yeah. The Bible says that they took her up alive and said, I want ice cream. <laughs> Maybe not, but <laughs> Jesus said, give her something to eat. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was um, acting like God's word is true is how we see God's word come to pass in our life. And we're talking about Jairus' daughter, but the centurion in Matthew chapter 8 is a great example of this. Matthew chapter 8 um, says, um, verse 5, And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him. That's an old English word that just means asking. What's a centurion? The Roman soldier. Rome was occupying the land of Israel and Judea at this time. He's an oppressor, but he comes to Jesus. And that word beseech, it literally means to ask with reverence. He said, Lord, which is a key, Romans chapter 10. He said, Lord, my servant lies home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented, verse 7. And Jesus said unto him, I'll come and heal him. The centurion answered, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. The centurion goes on, he says, I'm a man under authority. And I have soldiers under me. I say to this man, go, and he goes. To another, come, and he comes. To my servant, I'll say, do this, and he does it. 
When Jesus heard this, he marveled and said unto them that followed. So he turns around to the disciples and says, hey, fellas, pay attention. I haven't found faith like this in Israel, which had to be kind of a slap, you know, for, yeah. for the guys. We're like, wait a minute. Why are we even still talking to him? And I say unto you that many will come from the east and the west. Well, we'll go on. And verse uh, 13, Jesus turns around to the centurion and Jesus said unto this, to him, go your way. And as you have believed, so be it done unto you. And his servant was healed in the same hour. Think about this. The, this man came to Jesus and said, just, just speak the word. Once he could get Jesus to speak the word, he was going to start acting like it was true. He didn't, he didn't have his iPhone with him that he could FaceTime and say, okay, did it, did it change? Is he better? How's he doing? No, he's, he's separated by time and distance from his, from the, from his servant. But he decided if he could just hear Jesus say, it's done, that would be enough. Because the centurion understood that's how things operate. That's how he operates. People that he doesn't know, that he's never seen, gives him orders and he goes and does them. He can say things. And he doesn't have to go and make sure it's done because he knows that the people that he's told will go and do it. If he could get Jesus to say, you, servant of this centurion, be healed, that was enough. He would just act like it was true. And, uh, you know, you made a note here that I, I really like. It made, me, uh, it made me think about this. Faith, which is a lack of fear, keeps our mind strong and focused and governed by the Word of God and God's plans above circumstances that would come against us. So this centurion says, you know, we just read it like this. His servant was healed from that self-same hour. Well, how do they know that? They had to come back and tell the disciples, hey, it was exactly the same hour. We worked it out. Exactly the same hour as Jesus said that exactly that same time. So there's, there's time that passed between Jesus saying that and anyone finding out what happened. And in between that time, we know that that centurion was in a place of confidence. He was in a place of, he was on the trail of faith, expecting that what Jesus had said was true. He's acting like the word is true. Yeah. That's so good. Praise God. You know, the, this, is, this is what we're really focusing on and honing in on, is that the, um, in order to, to stay on the trail of faith, we have to keep that command of do not fear. Yeah. You know, and, and this, is, this is where we see in, in the story, for example, the Roman centurion, for example, Jairus, where, where Jesus says, don't be afraid. You know, uh, only belief. This, this this should almost be our key scripture this month as well. But don't you know? Don't be afraid. Don't go down that trail of fear. Just believe. Just stay in that place. Stay on this path of faith. And 
that is the that that is also the trail of success. You know, that is the trail of accomplished faith. That is where you know the walk in on that trail of faith leads to the hope, the substance of things hoped for. So on the trail of faith, we enjoy the substance of what we were hoping for and what we are hoping for. So we have a confident expectation of a good end. That end is now. That thing is now. And that is what we can experience on the trail of faith. Uh, so we said that, you know, the faith, the lack of fear, keeps us on the trail of success. Faith, the lack of fear, helps keep us and our minds strong, focused, and governed by the word of God, no matter what the circumstances look like, uh, because we stay focused. And, and we saw that last week in, uh, in Mark chapter 4. We saw how... Jesus was focused on the other side. He, he wasn't focused on the storm. He wasn't focused on the circumstance. He wasn't focused on, you know, uh, being accused that he doesn't care. He wasn't focused on any of that. He was focused on, I need to get some sleep. I'm tired. We're going to get to the other side, whether the storm likes it or not, whether the circumstances like it or not. We're getting there because I have some work, you know, to do there. My father has ordained work for me to do there. And there's another, there's another point that I want to talk about before we get into the Bible illustration. And this is actually linked to the Bible illustration. But you will notice that the trail of faith doesn't always make sense. That's right. And, you know, some decisions you take by faith because you're convinced about the Word of God don't make sense in the natural. Like, there are things that seem... Um, irrational or illogical but that is on the trail of faith. That is literally what the trail of faith looks like. And Hebrews 11 is called the hall of faith, right? This is the story after story after story of models of faith who acted on the word that they believed on. So the example of Noah, you know, he acted on the word. It didn't make sense. Like if you were just living in the day and you were focused on the things you see, so your eyes are looking at the flesh, the carnal, the temporary, like we've seen. Building a boat makes no sense whatsoever. If, you were, if you're looking at Moses and he, he, he was brought up in a palace and he is literally, you know, uh, viewed and seen as a member of the royal family and he denies all of that and he yeah. refuses to be called that because he wants to be seen with his people because he believes his people are going to be taken out of this place of slavery it makes no sense if you see the story of abraham and sarah god said that i'm going to have a child so my name is no longer abram my name is abraham the father of many nations and i still don't have a child it makes no sense but the fact is they you know there is um there is a trail of faith and it might not look sensible. Yeah, I mean, that's a, I think that that's an important thing to understand. When the whole world is going one direction and you turn around and go the opposite and start acting like God's word is true, it'll look, if, you look at, if you're looking at it from the world's perspective, it will look weird yeah. or you know, ill-informed um, about, let's see, that would have been a, uh, about four months, five, 
between four and five months before I found out about the first opportunity to come to Beirut. I found out about a great job opportunity. It was an opportunity to do what I was already doing, but be paid more and work closer to where we lived. So, uh, the, I mean, there was no, there was nothing bad about it. It sounded amazing. It looked amazing. Um, but on the inside, I knew I shouldn't apply. I shouldn't do this. So, um, but I, man, I have responsibilities. I have a family. Trenton and Caitlin were little at that time. You know, um, this is, this is a good opportunity and, you know, wisdom, I, I should, you know, wisdom would say I should take this. Earthly wisdom. Earthly wisdom says I should take it. And man, I, I, to be honest, I really struggled with it. So, uh, I went to, uh, church. We were, uh, at the time we were attending, uh, Rama Bible church in Oklahoma city. And, um, pastor Hagen was, uh, ministering and can I be honest? I wasn't listening. <laughs> I was instead in my head trying to figure out which trail I should take. And I was thinking, hmm, I don't know. This job looks pretty good. But there's something on the inside that says I shouldn't do this, that I, I shouldn't go. And while I'm like going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, he stops his message and he said, I don't know who this is for, but someone in here is, you're looking at an opportunity and it looks really good. And you think you've looked at it and everything about it looks good. He said, this is what the Lord says. If you take that, you'll miss what he has prepared for you. Well, I didn't know what that hill he has prepared for us. What I knew was what I could see, what I could feel, what I could taste and touch. And the fact was, this just makes sense. This is a really good thing. And now my pastor is correcting me. He didn't call me out. He didn't come out, you know, thank God. <laughs> he just said it. And then he said, okay. And then he kept going with his message. Now, okay, wait a minute. Lord, I think you're trying to tell me something. <laughs> and so I, uh, so I didn't, you know, I didn't go for that. And if, you know, it was just a number of, really a number of weeks later, I found out about the opportunity to come to Beirut. And when I look at, I look back on it now, I realize that if I had taken, this was an executive level position. If I had taken that job, not only, it's not a matter that I couldn't have went I wouldn't have, like, I wouldn't even have had, I wouldn't have been available to go, uh, to come to Beirut for the, that first trip in 2015 because I would have just been starting this new executive position. I've got, you know, responsibilities now at this 
uh, corporation and I've got to do these things. What it looked like at the time didn't make sense. But I'm so glad. I'm so glad that I was in from, you know, our last month, I was in a position to be corrected. I was in a place where I could grow and be shaped. And ultimately, um, the Lord helped me to act like what his word was uh, saying was true. We're so grateful. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Well, we, we are direct uh, beneficiaries of yes. the right decision you took. So. <laughs> the, Lord, the Lord is helping us all. That's right. But, um, I mean, you know, I, we could share a lot of examples. Your personal story, uh, which we've shared, you know, before. The, there are cases where when the Lord is prompting us to do things, to act like His Word is true, if you judge by the natural, sometimes, very often, <laughs> it will look like that's... This is, make sense. this is foolish, yeah. but it's foolish according to man's wisdom. But that's that Paul said, I'm going to use what man calls foolish to confound what the world calls wise. That's so good. You know, that's uh, that's the kind of Bible illustration that we're going to talk about in our grow groups. Yeah. And I just want to introduce this real quick because we're, we're already out of time. We're far out of time, but uh, it's the story of Joshua. And actually, uh, you know, uh, before before we started recording, uh, Pastor Matt and I were just talking about Joshua and how how amazing, you know, what a model of faith he is, what an example of faith he is. You know, Joshua was um, basically one of the twelve spies that Moses had actually sent into the Promised Land, and you know, we know that story from the Book of Numbers in chapters thirteen and fourteen, and. 10, 10 of those spies came back with a bad report. Oh, there's giants in the land. They, you know, they, they think we're grasshoppers and they, they have this image of us and we're terrified and we're not going to make it and we're all going to die. And, you know, there's, then there were two. There was, there was Joshua and there was Caleb and they had a good report. They said, you know, their defense is already gone. They're, they're already departed from them. The Lord has already given us this land. Let's go and we can possess this. We can do this. Obviously that, that, didn't make sense in the natural they were smaller than those giants but in in faith view or in faith uh sight god already promised them that land and so we see that you know that didn't happen the whole generation of israelites didn't make it to the promised land because of their own wrong trail of thought you know we're not really we can talk about that in the grow groups but they're you know after uh, after Moses died and Joshua took over, um, we see faith story after faith story. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I meant faith success after faith success after faith success. And that's, you know, that is, that starts with that verse that we read about the Lord commanding him, be, be strong, be courageous, do not be afraid. You know, keep that word in your mind keep that word in front of your eyes do not depart from that word meditate in that word day and night then you will have great success and you will be prosperous and and so we're going to look at one of those faith stories yeah. and that is in joshua 6 that is the story of when the israelites get to jericho and when there are you know the walls of jericho are standing in the way of god's promise to them and what actually happens there 
And the kind of questions and the kind of discussion we're going to have is, what did God initially tell Joshua? Was it logical or was it illogical according to the world? Did Joshua obey? And what was the result of the fact that he did obey? And we're going to see, you know, we're going to dig deeper about what the, what the trail of thought, um, which was the trail of faith, looked like in yeah. that situation. And I'm, I'm really excited about the discussion. And, you know, there's a lot more to discuss. And you can, you can pick out tons of stories about the faith successes of Joshua. Because he had, uh, how, how do you say it? He had the mind of God. He had a God-minded mentality where God said, I'm going, this is going to happen. I'm getting to the promised land no matter what. You know, there is, it doesn't matter if there are walls in the way or rivers in the way or the sun setting in the way. God said, so I'm going. And he went down that trail of faith and he had victory after victory, after success, after success. And this is what we can expect to find on the trail of faith. We can expect to find victory after victory, after success, after success. But it starts in your mind. It actually starts in your mind. The, 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 the point where God told him and him acting, the, the thing in the middle is his mind yeah. and is our mind. And that is what we are looking to renew over the course of this month. So with that, we're, we're out of time. Yeah, but our, uh, our, our message here, I want to just repeat this. Your mind, my mind, it's ours. And it's a lie to say why well, I, I can't control what I think about. Yes, you can. And that's what we're working on through this series. You can, can, you can control what is in your mind. You are able. Yes, you're able. <laughs> that's right. We're able to think on things that the Lord says that we're to think about. That's a, that's a verse from Philippians chapter 4. And uh, we're able to stay on the right trail. And if you made it this far in today and haven't heard, we love you and we're praying for you. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this message. We want everyone to experience the unconditional love of God, grow in His love, and go with His love to the rest of their world. We invite you to connect with us at one of our groups or our next gathering. And if no one told you yet today, we love you and believe God's very best for you.